This is a HeadGum Podcast. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. This level of foolishness and joy. Losers, in other words. Now watch the drive. Great ass! Hey, damn it! I'm pissed. Ugly. 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 Billy Eilish, OMG, hashtag lemon. <laughs> Welcome to Good Christian Fun. I'm Kevin. Caroline. We're here to have good Christian fun. Uh, that All of was... one of the greatest writers of our time. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Does wait, he write them too? Of course, okay, yeah. yeah. I mean, and it's not all him. I mean, he... But okay. it's mostly him okay. for, for the TV show. That sounded like 100% Mike right there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mike's hard lemonade. Yeah. That's that's uncut flanny <laughs> if I've ever heard it. Are you walking, watching House of Usher? No, I'm oh, all okay. of House uh, of Usher. Right. That's a, it's a two minute and 20 second monologue about lemons from the wow. fall of the House of Usher as delivered by Bruce Greenwood, Roderick Usher himself. And, uh, <laughs> I was texting with a friend about it. He was like, I think the monologues are good. And I just sent a lemon emoji to him. And he he just sent question mark back. And, I was, and obviously I'm like, how could you not remember the lemon monologue? But instead, I just recorded the whole monologue <laughs> and a voice note myself and sent it to him. Allow me to clarify. Which took... <laughs> Upwards of a dozen takes for me to get right. <laughs> Two minutes each time. Timothy It's like Chalamet. this long, like, kind of, uh, what's the word? Like, metaphor for, like, capitalism. Like, how we do things, make things cool or whatever. Did you know capitalism's bad? I learned it just last week. I'm finding out right now. <laughs> From right Netflix. Now? And that's a lemon. Am oh, I doing it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that is lemon. Hell yeah. Thanks for lemoning out with me, man. Billy it's Irish. happy to be with my lemon heads up in here. <laughs> So proud. Hashtag lemon. It's working. And then once you build your empire, you make some fucking lemonade. Yeah. I think that's how it ends. Listen, he did the best he could with that. He did a good job. I think he's great. Yeah. He's, I think he's incredible. Bruce Greenwood's got the voice. Got the stuff. Did you finish the show? I did. I finally finished it. So yes. this is Mike Flanagan's Fall of the House of Usher on Netflix. He did Midnight Mass, which we talked about, which was more religious. His tight ass. His tight ass. And... <laughs> 
House of Bly Manor. Do something with that, you freak. <laughs> <laughs> the- House. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of Guy. Let her cook. Hand her. House of Guy Hander. <laughs> yeah. Man, when you come to the king, the king delivers. That Sometimes was worth the, the wait. tired. <laughs> so the king needs a recess. You got something? Uh, for Blind Manor? No. But uh, Midnight Club could be Midnight Come. That's wow. something. That's pretty good. For Flanagan. Not much, not much worse than <laughs> and her. <laughs> so yeah. I'll give you that. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, you're right. Not, not as good as his tight head. Uh, Good Christian finds the podcast where we talk about Christian pop culture, the music, and the entertainment made for, made by Christians. We're not here to make fun of you or make you go to church. We're just here to take it to the Father. And that Father is Father Stew. After 300 episodes, some things change and some things just keep staying the same. <laughs> oh, boy. For the second... For the second episode this year, we're talking about a Mel Gibson joint. <laughs> or is it the th- no, I mean the third time on the podcast because of Passion on the Christ. But we talked about signs earlier this oh, year. Oh, yeah. yeah. Make them wonder what you got. We're <laughs> not signs. Signs. <laughs> Look at all the aliens. <laughs> Hope that priest believes again because his kids are... If I was still doing song parodies, I would have done that one. That's good. Signs. Damn it. Okay. Well, he's already well, introduced himself. <laughs> Let's introduce that freaking songwriter freak already. Savant. You may know him from his own podcast. This song reminds me or his local LA show, The Garage Show. Give it the hell up once again for Jeremy Has my what up, my lemons? Episode come out yet? <laughs> nope. I Still in the can, also baby. Also have beef with your podcast because Still cooking I feel y'all's. like I gave you guys some good stuff and you're sitting on it. Look here, look here. We're sitting on gold. Wait, Put can, your okay. Hot little butt on top of it. Yeah, that's and right. It toasty can I time stamp yeah. how long it's been since I recorded an episode of your podcast? If you must. <laughs> I interrupted the podcast very rudely for about 20 minutes to try to buy tickets to the new Mission Impossible movie. That's right. It was like May. <laughs> it was longer than 20 minutes and as well. This, it, it brought up the old wound. <laughs> I was such a dick. <laughs> I feel like bad about feverishly that. like, wait, you guys. Yeah, that was, my together. that was my bad. No, I mean, he wasn't just buying tickets for himself. He yeah, w- he was he, pulling together. There was a lot on the line. It was basically a premiere event that oh, Kevin yeah. was pulling yeah. together. Um, he was an event producer. Still event of the year. Yeah. yeah. And you guys recently got uh, a, like a grant, some recognition. From that's right. Stumptown. Yeah, that's which right. Which was like pouring salt in the wound. Oh, see that. to see that, but it's like, okay, right. so like, here's the grant, but where's... Would love to hype it up. Where's Mama Zep here? <laughs> if Mama Zep would come out. <laughs> it's coming out. We are completed. It is done. So it's oh, okay. it's like, we're just going to bring them out like little little candy crumbs. You got a gorgeous. grant? Yeah, we did, yeah, what from Stumptown. They gave us money. Oh. Yeah, for the pod. For like a sponsorship? Cool. Or yeah, right? yeah for they like do artists within, that work at the company. Exactly, yeah. Within the company, they they promote like passion projects. Oh, and so yeah. they, they gave some cash. Shout out to Stumptown. Which is real nice. Would also love some of that cash. Hey. Mr. Stump. I mean, you're going to have to be employed first. 
Well. And then, I guess. That's a big barrier. What are you passionate about? <laughs> what idiot called it uh, the Stumptown Grant Program and not Stump Change? Jeremy, oh thanks God. for joining us on the show today. <laughs> it's the kind of stuff. Have you been to Stumptown proper before, Portland, Oregon? Have I been to Portland or have I been to the Stumptown in Portland? Portland is Stumptown. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a logger thing. Okay. <laughs> G-G-E-R, not A-G-E-R. <laughs> Didn't know I was going to be outlawed number by a bunch of Portland guys tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Big P-heads. Big old P-heads up in here. <laughs> oh, I'm a P-head. Big stump P's. Play Law and Order Stumptown. SPU. <laughs> yeah, I liked Portland a lot. I thought it was cool. I was surprised by how small it was for such an outsized impact. Tiny, yeah. yeah. Yeah, very small. Do it in a day. Mm. Truly. I haven't gone this year yet. Me too. And I miss it. I used to mm. go every year. The trees are a calling. I know. The trees are calling. I took a little <laughs> dude last time, and, and we had a great time. He's head up there with Saoirse Ronan. <laughs> the oh trees are calling. Oh, my God. I would have such a good time with Saoirse Sheep. Ronan in Port Town. In Port Town. Port Town. In Portland. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> this is what would happen if I l- talked to her for more than nine seconds. It's like, you want to go hey, Shisha wifey, do you want to go to Pert Town with me? Um, 911, it's a medical emergency. (laughs) Or whatever the Irish equivalent is to 911. Aw. Wow. It's probably really cute. Pretty romantic. I will say. 911. That's (laughs) that's probably it. That's That's probably it. They just say it different. So, uh, Bruce Springsteen, you may have heard of him. Ugh. He, Mark the time, mark the time. Here we go. How how much time do we get in? You get 20. Seconds. 20 seconds? Wait, where's my phone? Time them. Start the clock. <laughs> Already started. All I was going to say, <laughs> I just want to share this with my 14. friends. No, go ahead. Go on. Um, we want to hear this. You know, he just announced new tour dates. Wait, do you guys have like a fan name? Uh, like, I mean, like monsters? Spring beans. <laughs> spring beans. <laughs> <laughs> spring stands? No, I mean Springer stands. Yeah, the Springers. Some call us the tramps because of tramps like us. Tramps. <laughs> wow. It truly, there's no, there's okay. no beehive or Swifty or okay. Barb's or anything like that. No, because okay. it predates Stan culture a little bit. But he just announced new dates, new tour dates. Okay. Some of them are overseas in Ireland. I was thinking about going. Ah, in May. I thought might get be, you to Ireland this time. It might be a nice thing to revolve the trip around, but yeah. of course the prices are so jacked up for springtime. There okay. Then they are if like if you go in the dead of winter when it's super rainy. Oh yeah, it's gonna be nice. Springtime, springtime, gorgeous. Yeah, but he's doing some stadium shows out there, so I thought that might be a nice excuse for a trip. Treat yourself. To finally, Even if the tickets are high. Yeah. It's your vacation time. Well, yeah. And it's like, how many more? He doesn't have 10 more tours yeah, you, in him. You, you might be dead soon. Uh, hey. You might well, be dead before you get to this concert. Yeah. Hey. Don't put that out of the Might be world. kind of a memorial. <laughs> hey. <laughs> if that happens, you are going to feel so bad. No, th- then we'll go in your stead. <laughs> it's going to be a whole, we'll make a whole movie out of it. And he was really born to run from this mortal coil. <laughs> Wait, you're saying if Bruce dies, not if I die. Yeah, yeah. not okay. you. Yeah, totally. You're, you're not, not saying old I would die the and you guys would go in my stead. I was sort of saying that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, was, oh, okay. I was saying that. I like that yeah. too. Yeah. That would be nice. Yeah, I think that would be really touching. My first Bruce concert. <laughs> 
and I'm not there to be like, what'd you think of this song? Like, in watch the me like, okay, here it comes. <laughs> <laughs> Are you watching? Damn. No bathroom breaks. Sorry. <laughs> no, no bathroom breaks at this show. I think there's literally wow. video of me 15 years ago saying, watch this <laughs> to a friend of mine <laughs> at a Bruce show. Oh, I, I actually How think it would be sweet to see you in your element at a Bruce show. I think I might make some friends over there. There you go. Fine. Why not? Definitely. Yeah. Very friendly people. Mm-hmm. The Irish? Yes. You went? Yeah. Did you? We've talked about it. Why, like, why'd you pause lot. like that, though? Because <laughs> I thought he was joking. Oh, oh okay. yeah. I, I forget stuff. <laughs> okay. That's okay. But, especially when I'm in podcast mode. Yeah. It's like... I think legit one of the my favorite places I've ever been. In the world? Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. It was beautiful. I really liked it a lot. That David Letterman Bono The Edge documentary on Disney Plus sold me on it too. I'm like, oh, I could I could do that. There you go. Just walk around and be weird and be like, hey, is that a block of cheese or whatever <laughs> he says? Like That's David Letterman goes people? into a cheese shop in the in the documentary. But uh but Jeremy, thanks so much for joining us on Happy the show. To be here, Once again. As yeah. always. You know, we're reflecting on our past and we're reflecting on all these episodes we've done, we recently, you know, last week we celebrated 300 episodes. Out of those 300, how many would you guess, Jeremy, that you've been on? Not second oh, service, man. but just main. Main Eps. Jeremy on main. I'm going to say, let me see. If, I bet you I can nail this number. I'm going to say seven. What a feel like a lot more. <laughs> But I feel like it's a lot more episodes. It's seven. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Really? I had a feeling. You did. I had a feeling. You were right. Holy moly. And then you've been on like a million seconds. Wait, what episodes did he, what did we cover when Jeremy was there? So. First one was Reliant K. That's absolutely right. That was in September of 2018. Yes. The Power Team, July of 2019. Lincoln Brewster in May of 2020. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Him wailing over hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> that, was, that was early COVID uh, remote record days. Oh, wow. which it took It took a UN council to get the, the audio files. Oh, God. To, that was a disaster. It was rough. That was a disaster. Shout out to Kevin for managing the audio during uh, lockdown. That hey, was, that's was no good. small thing. That was no small <laughs> thing. It was crazy. And then... There's a two-year gap. Whoa! Between May of 2020 and April of 2022. That's when we were fighting. Wow! It's when we were fighting, and then you come back to talk about <laughs> "Get Down" by Audio Adrenaline. Oh man, so good! And then we make up for lost time. July tw- uh, of 2022. Can't live a day without you by Avalon. So good. Uh, then your love is extravagant. <laughs> earlier this wow. year, possibly my favorite one. Really? Yeah, I think yeah. maybe. Yeah. It was like it was so good. I got heated. Yeah. Well, it was it was really it was less about a song, more of a profile of uh, a man in heat. Yeah. Named Daryl Evans. <laughs> the Darryl. temperature went way up. Daryl. Daryl. And then uh, your last appearance on the show was guest hosting with me. That's right. When we had Angela on, and Caroline right. was out of town. In Ireland. Did in you? Ireland. <laughs> were you really? I don't think so. No, you were in no. Japan, weren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. One of my other travels. Hey, did you listen to that episode? Yes. It was the Hunt for the Worst Christian Song of All Time, Dad Edition. There's I something feel like I you listen- might want to listen to oh. in there. Okay. Oh, yeah. You're going to want to take a listen to that. <laughs> 
You know, there was one there. Oh, I'm thinking of the one where I think Alyssa was guest hosting. While oh, I was with her gone. friend Liz. And it was really and nice. And you said some nice things. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. yeah I was, and I remember listening to that. Oh, it was really nice. In that episode. Okay, I'll go back and check out yeah. Dad yeah. Edition. It'd be worth it to you. Okay. Yeah, or we could just listen to it right now if you want. Yeah, let's go and do that. Okay. Listen, I'm not busy. I'm a Psalms 23 girl. <laughs> okay, you're looking for a Proverbs 31 girl, but I'm a Psalms it's Angela, girl. and you're going to shepherd me and make me lie down in a meadow? <laughs> I lie down in meadows, okay? I don't obey. Okay, well, here's something. You prepare a table. Okay. <laughs> we got to get Angela back on. I know, I know she's a busy woman, but... She is. I miss her. She pivoted to front facing in a very successful way. Yeah. Well, yeah, no shit. Yeah, she's doing Scandula. great. It's working. Yeah. Scandula. More like it. Scandula? It's like a scandal, but Angela at the same time. Skeven? Skeven. That's more like skeevy. Mm. You know? Yeah, fitting. Hey. <laughs> I'm not skeevy, I don't think. You're not skeevy. Man, well, how's your faith changed in the last five months? <laughs> oh man, leaps there's, and bounds. Yeah, there's like really, a, there's like really a lot to go over. My like go to this is like when Marin has a guest on, and he just goes through his IMDb, <laughs> and then my like robotic question is like, "How's your faith evolved in the last six months since we've talked to you?" It's like not much. Yeah, thanks, Kevin. I knew this question was coming. At uh-huh. all, uh, it's the it's the same. Exactly yeah. the same. Yeah, he's a steady person. That's right. Steady on, like point of grace. Just like them. That's right. As we all know. And Caroline can sing right now. A five, six, six and a seven, Steady on my wayward son. <laughs> steady on my wayward sons. It turned into Kansas. Oh. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. <laughs> Don't you cry no more. Don't you cry no more. Man, that was such a moment, wasn't it? And when that was in the uh, hey trailer core, speaking of trailer core, that was in the trailer for Anchorman. I remember, yeah, two thousand three or four when it Anchorman. came out. Have you seen any trailers recently where you were like, "That song rips"? I need to. No, I feel song. like it's been a desert for trailer music, which I'm always following and <laughs> staying on top of. Um, like, where's the good music again with trailers? What's going on? I got yeah. one for you. What is it? I think Killers of the Flower Moon has a bomb ass trailer song it's what do they so got good. in there i don't remember it did you see the trailer yeah there's a few trailers and it was the i think it was the second teaser trailer can you play it i sure can the trailer i think it works better if we play the trailer than just like hearing the song out of context so let me pull it up <laughs> welcome to good christian fun <laughs> let me make sure it's this one. Oh, yeah. of the power poon all right <laughs> You should have seen her face when she was thinking about that. <laughs> he saw the gears of furniture. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what color would you say that is? My color. Oh, Sage. Yeah, it's pretty they good. They have the worst land possible. But they outsmarted everybody. The land had oil on it. It's about Black to pick gold. up. Money. Flows freely here now. I do love that money, sir. When the drop comes. This wealth should come to us. (laughs) That rips. Yeah, it does. Good time is over. Very good. That's a song called Stadium Pow Wow by a band, I believe it's pronounced the 
Hallucination, which is an indigenous EDM duo. Whoa. That uh, Whoa. That's, that's a song of theirs from 2016, I, I believe. I do love that money, sir. I do love that money. I like that money. I like that money. <laughs> I like that money. <laughs> what? What if Justin Bieber played Ernest Burkhardt is all I'm saying. <laughs> what if? question. Think about it. What if he's a great actor and that's what he needs to be doing? Has he had to act in anything? Justin Bieber? Yeah. Hmm. I don't he doesn't think so. need to. He's got that yummy, 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 yummy. <laughs> yeah, good so, point. So why do anything else? Um, is sort of my whole thing. <laughs> I didn't see. I didn't That's think true. of it that way. That's sure, busy. weird to just talk that one busy. out. Yeah, <laughs> you kind of talk saying it. Yeah, I. I don't know. <laughs> it, I came off the that. rails very quickly. <laughs> it's not good. You came off the rails. I, Light went mm. out of your eyes as soon as you started. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't okay, know. Okay, oh, killers of the flower poon over here. <laughs> Fillers of was... my shower poon. <laughs> That's one. Oh, I she... like that one. Oh, I like wow. that one. Oh, thank you. I also like that I one. I like that one. Fillers of my shower poon. <laughs> <laughs> I like that a lot. You have a shower poon? Well, oh. At every one man, point, every yeah. man's battle. <laughs> every every young man's <laughs> battle is filler of the shower poon. <laughs> Listen, I mean, let's not beat around the bush. Is Justin Bieber a better or worse actor than Mark Wahlberg? Let's talk about it. Finally, I think worse. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to know what you guys think. Mark Wahlberg is not a bad actor. No, to I me. Uh huh. In my opinion, yes. I've seen him be good. Yeah. What do you think is actually his finest role? It's The Departed. It might be The Departed. I think it's The Departed. I think it might actually Departed. be. Speaking yeah. of Marty. Yeah. He's great in it. You remember The Departed? Right? He's not yeah. doing too much. No. But what he's doing is good. He's such a good, like, yeah, heat check, little pinch hitter. Yeah. Which is when him and Baldwin, just two normal guys <laughs> bouncing mm-hmm. off of each other, it's like... That's cinema. Two it's men good. with good self-control. Yeah. Is, is he on the Bada Zoo? No, that's Mr. Damon. Uh, okay. This happens He didn't buy no zoo. Okay. Do people mix up Matt Damon and Mark Wahlberg a lot, or is that just me? No, I think that's probably common. They're around the same age. And- yeah. Because Wahlberg was in that movie where he, he's uh, in space, and he's by himself. Uh, and he's the botanist. Oh, the Martian? yeah. The Martian. Yeah. Or you mean Planet of the Apes? Wait, is yeah, that wait. Mark Wahlberg? That might be no, Matt the, Damon. No, the Martian is for real, Matt Damon. Planet oh, of the Apes 2001 is Mark Wahlberg. Did oh, you yes. really think that was Wahlberg, though? No, I'm just trying to stir it up. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just having fun. Jerry's grabbing his ladle. Yeah, scooping it up. Stirring, stirring the Scooping. It up. You want a scoop? Stir it. One for you. Well, thank you. Well, it's jambalaya. <laughs> Oh gosh! I want to go. Th- this is such a good tease for the episode coming out in three days from now, <laughs> and a revelation that occurs at the end of that episode. That you know, it'll be like Gerber if you were a Patreon saint, now is the time. Now is the time. You gotta get in. You gotta get in for our celebration service episode. What a terrific episode! Uh, but you know, we're beating around the bush because we're talking about the film Father Stew today. A movie written and directed by a young woman, and I really want to emphasize the young part of young woman. She's 31. Huh? Yes. Mm. Where is this going? 
Her name's Rosalind Ross. Okay. And I say young woman because she is uh, partners with one of the stars of the, the film. The oldest man. <laughs> with the oldest man, Mr. Mel Gibson. Uh-huh. And they've been together for nine years. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, the math. I see. I see now. Mm. Rosalind Ross. Nine years? Yeah. Girl. Well, that's too bad. Run. So here's what's interesting about this episode <laughs> yeah. that we've never done before. And we're going to see if we can pull it off. Caroline and I watched the film Father Stew. Father Stew. And we watched the original cut. There is a new cut, for real, called Father Stew, colon, Reborn, that's edited down. This is true. They put it back in what? theaters with profanity cut out. No way. So that faith-based audiences and Catholics could see it and they could show it in wow. church. We're keeping all the R words, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like that R word? Oh, I see. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. So we've seen it. Our special guest, Jeremy Olson, today, made a, he made a stand. Yeah. He said, I'm not going to watch this episode. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to watch this movie. Like a moral higher ground. I want no part of it. <laughs> Retelling? Yes. I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. Your, your uh, observations, sign me up. Is a pinch hitter the correct term here? Yeah. Okay. For what? For like someone coming in like... Yeah, you know. like I haven't played defense the whole game. <laughs> I'm just coming in for this one inning trying, yeah. to, trying to get a hit yeah, in this yeah. particular oh, yeah. situation yeah, yes. during the game. Maybe even the later parts of the game. Yeah, that's what I'm doing right now. Jeremy's our pinch hitter tonight. And hey, way to just give me some sports related. That's really nice of I you. I know you had my back. I was sitting here. I was like, ringer? I can't be hit. No, a ringer A ringer's not a oh. bad... No, but like a ringer, correct is, me if I'm wrong, is someone who like seems like they're bad at this sport, but they end up being really good. Right. Is yeah, it's right? Jeremy. He seems like he's really bad at I stuff. Wait, he's actually uh, really good. I don't think that's what... <laughs> I saw that Johnny Knoxville movie. The ringer? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I learned things. And I watched The Ring. And I learned things from that. <laughs> What do you think, based on what we've said so far, Father Stu is about? If you had to guess, you're not going to guess it. You're not even going to be able to, but just try. Uh, Okay, Wahlberg is a priest. Yeah, and keep in mind, you know this about it. It stars Mark Wahlberg as a priest of some sort Uh at some point in the movie. Co stars Mel Gibson, which we already said. And it's directed by Mel Gibson's partner, Rosalind Ross. Oh, okay. His wife. So he's probably a disgraced pastor of some kind, oh, okay. or he's done something wrong, or formerly a pastor has fallen out of the uh, the 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 light of the church or something. Left some voicemails no one was supposed yeah. to hear, and, and then they got out, and he was like, well, "I don't know, uh, uh, my career." Uh huh. <laughs> uh huh. And then slowly throughout the movie, maybe he has a softening of the heart. Maybe the church community also, in turn, has a softening of the heart, and then they reach an understanding towards the end of the film, and everyone goes on the count of three: Father, Father Stu. And Credits. what's Mel Gibson doing that whole time? Oh, great question. Oh, yeah, he's in it, huh? Maybe he's his dad. <laughs> hey, hey! Wow! Ding, ding, ding! Did I do it? You got that right. Wow. They should have called it "We Bought a Stew," based on a <laughs> stew story. <laughs> Which we bought was based on true story. Based on a true story. Okay, so okay. Here you b- go. before we get into it proper, and before we take a break, 
We're going to play the trailer for Jeremy and for audiences that may not be familiar with it. it Why is, is the beginning of the trailer just Mark Wahlberg looking right at me? Because this is what all trailers are now in all movies. They say, hey, thanks for watching like, the thing you're about you to watch. Thank you for watching the trailer? It's so strange. How does that make it better? I, I like it when they do it because I think it's humiliating for them. <laughs> oh, my God. What's the one that was so terrible that I saw recently where it was like, "What? oh, this person did not want to do yeah, this. Yeah, they like usually look kind of angry. Yeah. And they're like, Hey, thanks for coming to the theater where this should be watched. Hope you yeah. have fun. Enjoy the movie. Yeah, because it doesn't, <laughs> it does, you think it would feel like, hi, I'm Jason Momoa and I'm hosting SNL this week with <laughs> yeah, musical yeah, guest it's an SNL like yeah. promo intro, very yeah, much. But that it doesn't vibe. feel like that. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I remember one where the guy was so tired recently and he just looked like death. But anyway, let's, okay, here we okay. let's watch this one. Goldberg, I am so excited <laughs> to share with you the trailer for my new movie, Father Stu. I found his story Love to be it. so inspiring that I knew I had to find a way to bring it to the big screen. Here's the trailer to Father Stu. <laughs> he says father. He really does. I figured it out. Yeah, seventh time's a charm. I'm being actor. Oh, God. You don't belong with those LA folks. They're a bunch of fascist hippies. True. What brings you here? And I figured no better place to be discovered than the supermarket. Hey, did I see you on a television series? You do movies? You don't work in the entertainment industry at all? No, man. You don't know you're fussing with this truck? I'm a son. I'm just borrowing it. I reckon it's a few months worth of cleanups on aisle four to pay off a DUI impound. What can I get for you, miss? I got beef. I can see that. Hey! Hey, yo. Hey! Let's not waste either of our time. I'm a Catholic. Why ain't that what confession's for? You can't date someone What's who's a Catholic? <laughs> I thought you was gonna say Hispanic. Where's the water? I'll do it now. I know I'm not what you used to. But not what you deserve either. Life's gonna give you a gut full of reasons to be angry. Jesus? You only need one to be grateful. <laughs> oh, shit! We're not even close to done with what's going to happen. The premise has not yet been established yet you've in the trailer. You are saving, <laughs> but it's up to you to decide what you've got to offer. It's the place you told me you believed in me. I thought it makes sense being back here to do this. Your son is about to make a huge mistake. Well, I'm going to be a priest. For Halloween. Wow. <laughs> For Halloween. We have a man. Oh, Cuts to him trick or treating. Yeah. There. You're violating my rights. There's a man going around taking Father Stu. We've all been wrong, and we've all done some wrong. But he came to forgive us. Everybody <laughs> won't be treated all the same. There's no easy way to deliver this news. You have a progressive muscle disorder. The muscles weaken until they cease to function. Is there anything it doesn't mess with? <laughs> yeah, erectile function. I'm trying to be a priest, pal. The wise men will bow down um, before Good the news either way. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Goodness, either way. Why? Priests still get boners. Yeah, come on, man. Let the man have a boner. He still he wants a boner. Money <laughs> won't get up. The priest wants boners. There is concern amongst the diocese that your infirmity will render you unable to be a priest. Listen to the words long written down. What you guys get? One phone call a week in here? Who you gonna call, huh? When no one else gives a shit what you got to say, God does. <laughs> ouchie, ouchie. <laughs> he ain't giving up on you. Don't you dare go giving up on yourself. And now we're in the fat suit era this of is the movie. Wild. Not a fat suit. No. Are you serious? Where are you going? No. Go get your ass to church on time. Who are you here to visit, sir? Really? 
you and everybody else. Oh, wow. I wish you can pray for an easy life, but the strength to endure a difficult one. <laughs> well, you can't say I never gave you nothing. Yeah, I skipped over thanking you. Went straight to the source. Consider the source. Okay, that looks awesome. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Sure does. That looks so good. It looks good. And so what I'm just guessing based on your face <laughs> is that you guys loved it. Huge, huge stew heads. <laughs> Did we love it? We're going to find out after the break. Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back with good Christian fun. This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, well. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little a person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A Frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. HeadGum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm -hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code HeadGum at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Welcome back to Good Christian Fun. It's time to dive into the father. Father and Father Stu. I'm Father Stu. Okay, so like the trailer said, it is based on a true story. So that does need to color everything that we talk about today. Whatever we say, we mean no disrespect to the real Father Stu. To Stuart Long, the boxer turned priest that did tragically pass away at a very young age, at age 50. In 2014, um, and you know, y'all can uh, do your own research where the kind of departures and the similarities are to the true life events. But this is a faith-based movie of a different kind. It's a new breed. And this seems to be <laughs> Wahlberg's whole MO now. This is like the first shot of a new Wahlberg era. Yeah. Is what it seems like. This is what he cares about so much. Suflix. 
Stulu. <laughs> Hey there, thank you, Father. Only streaming on Stulu. <laughs> it's the extended, it's the extended cinematic Stuniverse. <laughs> we bought a stew. Minions colon the rise of stew. Stew crime. <laughs> stew the right thing. <laughs> stew two electric stew glue. Doctor Stew Little. That's right. Stew Little. Stuart Little is already worked. already there. <laughs> it's just it's just Stuart Little. It's just a one to one. Gracious. So, <laughs> I guess he's, this happened. I guess some of this happened. And this movie came out. It was made for very little money, and so much of it was Wahlberg's own money. It was his own. Wow. He put some money into it. Yes. That some of the needle drops could not have been cheap. They had like nine to five in there. They they have oh. nine to five while Gibson's throwing out the R word on a on a phone call, which oh. is like not the sort of visual you want to uh, call an unforced error, I'd say, on the part of the Oof. movie. <laughs> and not the first time he'll say that word. Um absolutely not. No, they yeah. do you know the depiction equals endorsement thing. I'm wondering if it might be helpful. <laughs> yeah, to have like a visual. Yeah. So, well, because Jeremy hasn't seen it. Yeah. What we're going to do here in the room. And this is rated R, I just saw. This is rated R. Oh, wow. Well, it's rated A. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So we're going to have this just silently no playing system. behind me. Okay. Unless it's distracting beyond belief and we can't focus on conversation. So much of this movie is about Mark Wahlberg's body. Huh. In so many ways. Like yes. they, the way the camera. And we're not talking about pain and gain. No, no. The, the This is the Michael Bay movie from 10 years ago. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Another, you know, I haven't seen that movie, but mm. what I saw of it, I did like. I almost lost bar trivia because I couldn't remember the name of that film and now I'll never forget it. Oh, yeah. Pain and gain. Your slumdog millionaire moment. No, no kidding. Seriously. <laughs> We still took a it, movie though. that changed our lives. <laughs> I mean, it did. <laughs> if you're about to tell me that Slumdog Millionaire it won didn't have picture. a you're right, you're right. Yeah, it did win I'm best about picture. to quit this podcast. You're right. No, 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 no. Okay, thank I, you. I, I can't push back on that at this juncture. It didn't just win one <laughs> Oscar for makeup. Supremacy of Slumdog Millionaire's dance. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but just a little context for it because I think it's interesting to put it in a spectrum of movies that we've talked about on the show and see maybe where it could go. Because the sort of fantasy for so long for these movies is that what they're, what they're all vying for, what the Irwin brothers want to do, what they want to do with American Underdog or the Jesus Faith Revolution. Faith-based films, you mean by Faith-based films, yes, 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 yes. So like Christian filmmakers, they want it to be like, actually, this is a movie for everybody. This isn't like they're all aspiring to credibility and a sort of um, just like mainstream valence and validation that these things so often escape for X, Y, Z reasons. So and and to the point of like, uh, I mean, it was a movie, but then also the book, like a blue like jazz sort of aesthetic where it's like, what if we cussed and we yes. cuss now and Christians who cuss because this movie, there's. There's a lot of fuck bombs, there's some slurs, there's sexual jokes, and they talk, you know, and, and by the way, watching press interviews with with, uh, with the cast and crew is so funny because they all kind of pin it on the real man because they're like, well, that's how we talked. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's Stuart's fault. Yeah. A little bit. Like, they, <laughs> they, they ascribe it to that, of like, he was a colorful guy. He was a colorful character. This, yeah. like, renegade from Montana. White. 
Well, renegade yeah. from Montana. <laughs> yeah, this white renegade from Montana was a trailblazer in his field. <laughs> you want us to lie about his testimony? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So there, so Wahlberg and Ross and Gibson did a bunch of Catholic-based outlets. So there's so many Catholic like podcasts. They brought Gibson along. Oh yeah, people don't care because here's the thing too. That's the, wild. But I also think Catholics would care because Gibson started his own Catholic church that is like not a part of the Catholic church. And they had to like tell people like this is not sanctioned church for him to run. And it's like a hyper conservative, like really weird. Like he does the services in Latin, like even on a Catholic level, like if you don't care about anything else, I'd be like, we can't have this guy around. Mm -hmm. We can't engage with him because he's not a real Catholic. But I wonder (laughs) how much really that good. (laughs) Is it? Good. Is it really that good? Do we love it that much? <laughs> well, it's really probably Passion of the Christ that they're holding it against, right? Uh, yeah. I think that stuff doesn't hold as much weight in 2020. What like I think that might have been a little blip on the on the Gibson radar. It's like oh. that award show joke. I forget. It might have been Faye and Polar, and they they said after all these like super racist, super anti-Semitic comments came out uh, uh, that Mel Gibson <laughs> made, the public wondered how long would it take. For us to forgive him. And the answer was six years. Because <laughs> it wow. truly is like, this is also a movie that's sort of an extension of Daddy's Home 2. Uh, oh. In which... Lest we forget. Farrell and Wahlberg are paired with Lithgow <laughs> and Mel Gibson as their fathers. In that Father Stu is it's not... It's actually like hurting my eyes to have Father Stu behind is you. Is that true? While I'm talking. Is that Stu? Yes. Stu or false? It's, it's hurting Stu. your eyes. <laughs> And it's also stalls. <laughs> it's Stuart stalls. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what I paused it on, but I paused I'm it on sorry, something. Jeremy. You'll have to watch it on your own time. It was, yeah, that's really too bad. I was really soaking it up right now. <laughs> so, and then the development of this movie, it took forever. He announced it back in like 2016 that he wanted to do this. Okay. Mark Wahlberg's been pushing this boulder up a hill for like almost 10 years. Originally attached to the project was David O. Russell. He of I Heart Huckabees and The Fighter, which so much of this feels like The Fighter, but what if a priest <laughs> in, in so many ways? And they, the, all these attachments, all the same, like it became his passion project. It became something that as Wahlberg's faith increased or the importance of it in his life, so did making this movie. It became like, it became this gauntlet for him. And so finally, through whatever means, they get Rosalind Russ, who has zero credits to her name, uh, she made one short film, and so this is her first film, her first feature-length film. It's on the scale, made cheaply for like four million bucks, and it made you know it made quadruple that box office wise. So I guess a success, but it is interesting. As like, is this what faith-based movies could be mm-hmm. in the future? Because it was like it got a wide release. It was at AMC and got a you big know, star in it, just like anything. Got got arguably two big stars in it. If you count Mark Wahlberg and Colleen Camp, the maid from Clue, playing the hotel receptionist <laughs> in this movie. <laughs> that's what we're talking about. She plays about. his mother, right? That's Jackie Weaver. Jackie Weaver, I love. Yeah. She's great. Who Jackie? Uh, but yeah, so it's it's one of these based on true story things that touches on a lot of interesting themes and becomes sort of a weird, almost Oscar bait showcase. For Wahlberg in some yeah. ways. And all Oscar bait in the traditional sense of like, if you play disability, if you 
modify yourself Go physically. A, a physical yeah. transformation. He's, he's out here swinging. Yes. Swinging. Yeah. Because uh, at one point in the film, uh, the character and the real life person, Stu, was diagnosed with inclusion body myositis, which meant like his muscles would atrophy slowly over time. But dead dick. But that did still work. Wrong. Still go hard. And this is the perspective that's so valuable of someone who hasn't watched it. That's why I'm here. Who's king, why I'm here. You know, get those details that's right. That's right. The for old us. pinch yeah. hitter coming in and emphasis <laughs> on the run. D and details. <laughs> Keep it at bat. Um, yeah. What a terrible way to go, by the way. Certainly, it sounded, yes. It seemed awful. It was like your fingers and then like your facial muscles and then just slowly everything else. And you're still alive, you know, that whole time. Mm-hmm. Very, Ugh. very difficult. And sort of the law. That's log- real? My yes, God. It was very rare and it was rare and for- he kept serving to the end of his life. I'm going to make an appointment tomorrow. Dick, everyone, please make appointments. Looking at you. I already made an appointment. Mm. I went. That's right. <laughs> Did one. I had one. You need one more. And I'm good for the next 34 <laughs> years. years. Everything anyway. good? <laughs> well, they didn't give me a physical because it wasn't covered by my insurance yet. They didn't cover the a physical? physical? Well, that's like the main thing. Yeah, like I have to do it next time. Thing. I might have gone to a bad doctor. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they said like, well, do blood work this time and that's covered by insurance. I'll, although I had to pay like $125. Huh? And then the physical, I think, will be covered next time. Yeah. Anyway, hopefully I don't have anything bad. Yeah. Oh, you're probably fine. We'll find out. You look great. Don't hey, thanks, physical, just, just in case. I will. I will wow. next time. I'm going to get blood work and then physical. I'm giving you a physical right now. You are A-okay. Okay. okay. <laughs> Not a doctor. Thank you, King. <laughs> he he may be getting meat. grant money, but he's no doctor. <laughs> Certified <Stump> lean. <laughs> Certified lean. What would you say, Caroline, watching this movie as you did yesterday or today? I don't know when yesterday. you watched it. What would you say is the main like moral messaging of this, the takeaway? What what is the most salient, most inspiring thing about this movie? I mean, Father Stu goes through so many jobs and so life, it's about lifetimes. it's about the gig economy. It's about hustle culture. <laughs> it's about staying on your grind. <laughs> most importantly. Mindset grind set. Um, I guess it's kind of like don't underestimate anybody, like even the roughest guys like need God and God can like transform anybody kind of thing. Mm-hmm. What would you say? I thought it was about, well, what, what's weirdly so interesting for a Catholic movie because it's like purely, because Wahlberg's flavor is Catholic. It's not Protestant as a faith. Like in conjunction with this movie was all the Hallow app stuff. The Hallow app is an app that's a Catholic app for devotions and prayers and meditations and stuff. And if you subscribe to it, which I tried to today, but then it was actually $60 to do it. And I think 60, $60 for the year. And you can't high. Yeah. For a devotion app. But he's on there giving you scripture readings. Wahlberg is greedy little, (laughs) or maybe he's doing it out of the general. Philippians 416. I don't know. No, you Let's figure it, up. it out. You know what I can really go for right now? A wild burger. <laughs> Pretty hungry after I get prayed up. off water burgers yeah. for all my prayed up God bless you. God bless you. <laughs> God bless you. I like to bless my stomach oh, after I bless the sacraments. <laughs> Sorry, wait, what were you going to say? Oh, oh just, what this means. I, this, uh, but, 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 but. Oh, I think it was about demystifying and sort of uh, bringing down faith 
and tradition to a ground level. It was like um, anti-hierarchy in a way or anti, because I felt a lot of the way I felt watching the Jesus revolution, which was about the Jesus people in Costa Mesa in the 1970s and that movement where it's like, what if church wasn't stuffy shirts and suits? What if we wore sandals and Hawaiian shirts and peace yeah. and love? You think the Catholic church is like this, but it's really like this. Yeah. It felt like an accessibility thing where it's like, oh yeah, I look, I'm like a, I'm a low class loser, <laughs> me, Stuart Long, but God can use me. And and he's rattling off to Malcolm McDowell, who's in this movie. He's rattling off like, uh, what about this saint? What about this saint? God reformed those guys. Why can't he reform me? So to, it felt like the thrust of it was faith is for everybody, but it's just so interesting that the packaging of it is within a tradition that is mediated by priesthood and, and a very strict hierarchy of faith tradition, yeah. if that makes sense. And he's doing naughty stuff that's like unredeemable, such as boxing. Well, he starts as a boxer. He gives it up. Yeah, we'll go through the plot. Then he's like, Mom, I want to be an actor. Well, he does He does Wahlberg, but Southern, even though he's from Montana. Mm-hmm. But he speaks with a Southern accent throughout the movie, you want to oh. say? Or he was kind of he was kind of wrestling around in a few scenes. He's going to get that statue. He's going to get that Oscar. Damn it. I mean, and in every interview he gave, he said, all my roles have been leading up to this. This is the most important movie of my life. Wow. Not even like this was a new challenge. That was it. it was like, this is... This is his Lincoln. The, this is... It's my Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. For your Father consideration. Stu. Okay, yeah. So see, he like he decides, I'm going to be an actor. He moves to Hollywood. He works at a grocery store in order to like meet industry people because that's like his idea of how he's going to like get his face out there. He gets low so it's key. Like in Erewhon or something. Yeah. Yeah, he's Air- in Whole Foods. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you want a Haley Bieber smoothie? No, he gets sort of uh, <laughs> casting couched in an audition scene. Oh, oh yeah, that's and right. He's like, how bad do you want it? He kind of points to his crotch. And Wahlberg's response is to break his camera. Beat his ass. And oh, slam wow. him up against the wall. Mark Wahlberg beats up so many people in this movie, which is part of the character. But also, I'm like, side eye to you, Mark Wahlberg. Like, not a good look to be the guy who's like righteously beating people up <laughs> considering your life. It is With interesting. The, yeah. the, the way in which these two men of wild and varied histories position themselves in this film in that, yes, like obviously Wahlberg has literally committed hate crimes in his past. And so much of his faith narrative now is like, I was scum. And then I, you know, I did this stuff and blah, blah, blah. And now I'm redeemed. But then he like went to get a pardon for it. And then was like, sorry about trying to get a pardon. Just kidding. (laughs) I didn't mean it. And honestly, all the horrific stuff with Mel Gibson and anti-Semitic stuff. and And he has weird lines about like, you wanting to become a priest, that's like Hitler joining the ADL. Yeah. Why would uh, you say that? Why would you say that line? Also, why would you, as Mel Gibson, if you're trying to dissent yourself from past controversies, why would you have any scene in which you're cussing someone out over the phone? On the phone! phone. I know, I know. Wow. Which know. he does a few times. It's the- crazy. That's wild choices. <laughs> so Stu moves to L.A., Tries to be an actor, doesn't work out. He goes it's to the on a casting couch, which yeah. does bring up. I I said the departed earlier, but Boogie Nights seems like, if not the number two, possibly the number one. Yeah, I would say so. Never seen it because I'm staying pure. Yeah, and he said he has to and ask God up. for forgiveness for that movie. <laughs> which he, th- but he was that. also like, I was kind of joking. He was like, I was just he kidding. Right. My bad. Okay, so he's at the grocery store. 
a stone cold hottie named, named Carmen, Carmen leaves a flyer Whoa. for Although, her church. I wish it was me. <laughs> Uh, leaves a flyer for her church and so he like stalks her to the church because she's hot because she's hot and because men be following women and men do and that's cute and it's fun and uh, she says no thank you and he's like I'm gonna keep coming (laughs) he's showing up and then eventually she talks to him and she's like okay I'm not gonna have sex till I'm married are we done now and he's like well, no. And then they like, he, he keeps like kind of courting her for a while. So they are he's, boyfriend and girlfriend. They're boyfriend and girlfriend. Also, he's like getting drunk a lot. He's not doing well. Mm, he's not stewing well. He's not stewing well. <laughs> he's stewing in it. And then he gets in a crazy motorcycle accident where he gets launched from a motorcycle because he oh, hits yeah. a car. And the then trailer. a car runs over him after. Wait, so he gets hit twice? <laughs> yes. Although Easy. we're leaving out the part where a perhaps angel or Christ-like figure at a bar uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that may or may not exist says, "Don't don't drink and drive tonight." Yeah, he tries to like give him a good word. Yes. Oh, but he ignores that. He's like, Pfft. he ignores that. He has a horrific crash. He sees Mother Mary. And is this part oh, Stu or, yeah. or Stalls? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> him oh, getting in that Stu- crazy car yeah, accident is no, that it, Stu or Stalls? It's not Stu. It's it's Stu. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's all Stu. It's based on Stu's Oh, yeah. He has a vision of literally Virgin Mary holding his face, being like, I'm going to save you. And then um, he goes back to church. And now, now he's like, I'm going to be a father. And wow. so then he starts like going I love hearing the story through this the way. process. This is great. This is like, <laughs> this is, I'm by the way, this. at like the last at, uh, half of the movie. Like we we go a long time before we even get to the Stu stuff. Like it's a and lot then, of needle drops of very expensive songs yes. set to Mel Gibson <laughs> cussing people out. <laughs> Who's his father? camera Who's his pans father? down to Mark Wahlberg's legs and like ass over and over again. There's so wow. many scenes where he is just in underwear. That's spiffy. <laughs> that's too. That's giving something for the Catholic ladies uh-huh. to enjoy. <laughs> so much body. You're so right. So much body. And wow. then, and I guess it's supposed to also, I think be a contrast to what his body, ha- what happens to his body later. But yeah, anyway. So it can really pop. So you can really feel like you get that like, statue. <laughs> get that one last boner. Anyway, so then um, then he's like, I'm going to be a priest. And everyone is like, no, you're not. Including his girlfriend, who I, say, I think says some very true things where she's just like, you're just chasing your fancy. He dumps her after they had sex, which he knows is like a big Whoa. deal to her. Because after the accident, shitty. she's like, oh, well, I guess we have sex now because I feel bad for you. Oh, <laughs> she's like, I don't know much. what I'm doing. But she thought they were going to get married and he's like, I'm going to be a priest and marry God. And then, um, then the, oh, then the church is like, you can't be a priest. You're too rough. Right. And he's like, I'm going to keep trying anyway. So this is something Caroline and I, and and you can probably relate to, which is a culture in which men with no credentials or credibility <laughs> or qualifications at all are like, I think God's calling me to ministry and I deserve to I do that. I went through one bad thing and so, now it's my yeah. job. I'm a pastor. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I have the experience because of how yes. stupid, stupid I was. Stupid, <laughs> and I was so dumb. And so he's like going through like the first stages of being a priest where you just like look like a little Mormon missionary, like you wear your polo shirt and you like cute. go to devotions and stuff. Mm-hmm. Really and cute. And then he get then after all of that, that is when he gets diagnosed with his terrible condition. Oh. And then the church has the gall to say, we can't let you be a priest because of your condition and you may... What is the word? Uh, 
rot in hell. <laughs> rot in hell. <laughs> what was they it? Say uh, that. You may like ruin the sacrament. Yeah, you might basically, bring like, disgrace to the sacrament. the sacrament. Or, basically, yeah. like your shaky hands may drop Damn. the communion because cup it's and progressive. So, have- so it goes from him. Like they say, it it starts with like like digital control or whatever. So yeah. like you can't move your digits. So so you see scenes of him like trying to touch people's hands or faces, and it's like it's more of a limp hand and. I you thought know. that was like very damning of the church. Yeah, it's messed up. So sure. then he's like, oh my God. And then eventually they reverse that decision because they all feel terrible and are like, and and I think his parish campaigned for him to become ordained. And then that's it. Wow. And then the end. And then he and lives then he out. Dies. He lives out his final days in a home in Montana and like a, in a sort of like a, not a nursing home, but a home for like care. And, care yeah, I mean, whatever. Like, yeah. yeah. Does he die in the movie? Uh, no, it just does like no. the freeze frame and cutaways right. of like, okay, yeah. Stu went back to his home planet <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> his home planet. Man. I stupider. So many, <laughs> stupider. <laughs> Studo. Stupider. Um, yeah, so that's Stu. Also, we, di- we didn't mention, it was playing behind me uh, oh, a moment ago. The movie opens with him punching a statue of Jesus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, oh my God, I didn't even see that. Pissed. In anger. <laughs> There's a crack about participation trophies. What doesn't he punch in this movie? Uh, he doesn't punch his not wife. Okay, that's good. He does not punch his girl. He doesn't punch his dad. Okay. Mm, yeah. Um But it but it sort of does articulate another uh cornerstone, I think, of theological debate, which is I keep calling it like order. And what I mean to say is like uh, de- like demystifying whether it is the process or the snobbery. Like, is the church a museum for saints or a hospital for sinners? Because his whole thing is like, I can speak to the people in a way that no one else can. And that I feel like I've seen reflected in, evang- in Protestant evangelical culture a lot. And people who come to the faith later are way more intense about it. They're weird about yeah. it. They can, because it's like, look at my five tattoos. Yeah. I've sucked and fucked. I had 4,000 abortions or whatever paid for. So, slept and fucked my way through this entire city, including some of you. I see you. But we're done with that now. We're over. No more. No more to you. We're over. Always hated you. (laughs) Yeah. And I find that they are the most um, legalistic and Mm -hmm. righteous and intense about the faith. In my experience, I know yes. that's not everybody. Yeah. They yeah. can actually go both ways. I feel like also sometimes people are, are a lot more open-minded because they're like, hey, I wasn't like baked in this stuff. I think it's kind of wrong to assume everyone's a sinner just because they weren't born a Christian or whatever, mm-hmm. you yeah. know? I I don't, I will say watching the movie, I didn't get a sense of his larger impact other than he preached a good homily that one time or reflection. It was a very like Carl Lentz style preaching yes. too. It's, it's, I don't know. There's a, I think there is something to appending uh, some of the Catholic Church's hierarchy. Obviously, I don't think mm. that's working great. <laughs> um, <laughs> which, Tell us why. Another thing they don't talk about in the movie at all. Um, but I also like get itchy about this like kind of guy who comes from nowhere. He went through like two hard things. And now he's like this populist leader that like yeah. speaks mm-hmm. for the people and he's like getting rid of all your fussy rules and rituals and like education. 
Yeah. <laughs> and can speak to people on their level. Because I'm an expert in fucking up. <laughs> and fucking <laughs> And I feel like, and I, I, no disrespect to the real Father Stu, who, who speaks at the end of the movie, you get a snippet of him actually talking about like his experience. Mm-hmm. And he seemed like a really decent person. Mark's portrayal of him, yes. I found to be so grating and annoying. Like he is the most preachy, condescending ass dude. Like <laughs> everywhere he went, it would be like, well, God didn't make us perfect so we could help. He helps us to make us perfect. Or he would just say shit like that all the time to priests. <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> other people who are like dude you been just doing got this. here yes <laughs> and i just found it so irritating and like you need to humble yourself like a lot more before you come in here like guns blazing and swinging and the other thing too that i hesitate to say but i just i have to because it was just kept hitting me in the face in the movie it was just like what is especially remarkable about this guy that there is a movie about him. I'm not saying what he went through wasn't hard or anything, uh-huh. but I'm just like, at least the way Mark portrayed him, he seems yes. very mid. And <laughs> just like, <laughs> this whole movie is dedicated to this guy who was like kind of terrible to a lot of people in his life, including his girlfriend who he like had sex with, then dumped mm-hmm. and like kind of made it all about him and was not considerate to her feelings at all. Not super great with his family and then just like survived uh, something he should have died from and now has like this ability to like see people as valuable. Yes. that That's Ugh. why I was a little mystified, especially when I found out that it was based on a true story where I was like, but what was the thing that's like, holy shit. We have to <laughs> exactly. See that. Right. Exactly. Other than he was a bit of a rabble rouser and he had a big, colorful personality, and he wanted to do these things. And he served through a terrible illness. Yes. But then otherwise, what was the net effect Thank or the you. impact beyond To it? get this Lincoln treatment. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg's Lincoln is father still. <laughs> Wait, Caroline, hang on. <laughs> So we, so we do know, on, uh, you know, streaming on Stooley will be the extended Cinemax <laughs> universe. What happens when Father Stu meets the Pope's exorcist? <laughs> <laughs> Russell Crowe and oh my Mark Wahlberg. Catman and demons? Robin style. He's so good. They'd be punching demons square yeah. in the face. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the one thing you can punch is a demon. Yeah, they like it because they're so messed up. They deserve it. Yeah, and they do deserve it. So <laughs> Another. Do it again. Is that a demon? Yeah. That's my demon. More. <laughs> I think that's a very salient got- point. I, th- I, I think what it is, though, to like, like truthfully, I think it is, it is this weird. How do you put it? It and 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 they talk about it in the movie, like they explicitly state the theme: the experience of suffering is the fullest expression of God's love. It's a chance to be closer with Christ. So this idea of suffering, this very Christian Catholic Empress idea of suffering. Is, is communion with God. You are Christ on the cross when you suffer for him. Yes. When you are doing this in service of him. So This is the theme of the film, I would say. Yes. In a lot of ways. Because without that suffering and him serving despite of the suffering, 
Uh, because it shows but that's struggle. the only part is when he gets this condition. This is that's the only portion where he's serving through hardship. The rest of it is just like well, he starts serving before. He yeah, starts but serving. He's but not, yet, I mean, he's doing it for his own. To ego. your point, yes, it is you know, kind of like, like oh, I have to do this now because yeah. I had this incredible survival. And mm-hmm. oh, you say I can't watch me. Kind of. You know, like, that's yes. self-serving. That's not... It his, is. And it, even the way he portrays it seems self-serving mm-hmm. yeah. in the movie that is supposed to talk about this, like, selfless guy. Right. <laughs> I I think you completely located the sort of, huh, of it all, which is, like, what is the larger takeaway or, or access point? And <laughs> also, just to speak to the relational dynamics, Mel Gibson plays his deadbeat dad. Mel Gibson, basically, <laughs> he wanders onto the set five minutes before they say, roll camera. <laughs> <laughs> Rolled out of bed, probably. He, he like. does not go to wardrobe. He does not go to makeup. He plops down <laughs> in front of the chair of whatever. He doesn't take the beer out of the hand that he brought to set. <laughs> and so much You can of, see his teeth aren't brushed. Oh, God. Their chemistry you know when you see it. is like almost without... Without a, a like a tension release, just them shitting on each other just, the whole time. Yes, like hating each other. And then this kind of like tough love, like I love you because I'm being sarcastic with you, like through the end of the movie. Oh, and that's another character arc is Mel Gibson's character eventually goes to an AA meeting toward the end and like starts to deal with himself for the first time. Good for these guys. Sure. Very much. But I also... I have a hard time finding it especially heroic that like yeah. you have to go through this in order to have like basic human yeah, yeah, yeah. care and like faith in people, you know? Your question is, is there a movie here? <laughs> is, is there? <laughs> and the answer is there's two movies. There's Father Stu and Father Stu Colin Reborn. <laughs> there's certainly a long movie. It just felt, I don't know about you, Kevin, but it felt so long. I just was like, where are we done yet? Like, good Lord. Yeah, the the shape of it was so strange in a way that you wish that maybe they didn't hew so close to real life events. Yeah. I want to play what you called the Lintz-esque oh, uh, yeah, reflection yeah. <laughs> from the father so you can kind of get a flavor of his style. Let's speak at some point. Forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. Father's <laughs> accent safari. That's what Jesus said on the cross. He said it just like that. <laughs> As a kid, I saw a dude in a diaper getting worse than me with my daddy's belt when he was drunk. But I figured I could never screw up as bad as Jesus. Whatever he did to deserve that. And as a man, I thought, you know what? It serves him right. Trying to lie to the world and make us think we got to kiss his bloody feet for a pat on the head. But now, we've all been wrong and we've all done some wrong. Some of us worse than others. With them words I said up top, Jesus asked his father God to forgive the folks. You can't not say father. Father. He ain't come to condemn the world, make us cower in shame for our sins. Uh Uh-uh. He came to forgive us. Think about it. We ask Jesus to forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. God's forgiveness is contingent upon us forgiving others. That's the deal. It ain't easy to do. Truth is, 
We ain't got no power to do it ourselves. None of us, not a one. Except me. It's all God's grace. Because <laughs> I'm a priest. That's literally <laughs> That's our job. That's how it works. You just got to let him in. He'll do the heavy lifting. Amen. And it keeps cutting away. Soft guitar so, yeah. music comes in. So it's a lot of like him talking crazy and, and, the, and the people in the congregation be like, <laughs> I recognize that. There's something. And then the other priest being like, I don't like, know. Ooh. It's sure making me mad. The <laughs> casualness yeah, of which he speaks. They throw in a guy that's like his like, you know, nemesis for no reason. Who's like his roommate. Who's like, tut tut, you know, like I've been practicing to be a preacher my whole life and you're just coming in here killing it. Yeah. Father Stu was a disruptor in the priest space. God. <laughs> he was an entrepreneur. He was an innovator. <laughs> he was so special. I'm so curious where this is going to fall in the filmography. If this truly is like, because I think Wahlberg said, I, I want to stop making mainstream action movies. Oh, really? And I want to do like, he's like, this is just the beginning. And maybe it's all talk. And maybe he's going to be like, eh, just kidding. That wasn't really that well received. Or, comes calling. <laughs> I know. That's the thing too. Well, but, but you know, you know what makes me think maybe he would do it. He moved his family to Nevada out of LA. They live in Nevada, which I'm like, what's going on there? What, what, what is he's the, making a compound for sure. Yeah. yeah. What's the necessity yeah. of living in Nevada? Nevada? For this stuff. I oh, wait, don't know. Like Vegas or like just, it might have been somewhere outside of Nevada. Sure. Vegas is even weirder. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's your boy. That's Brandon Flowers vibes, right? There sure is. <laughs> I was Brandon just Flowers thinking about his pressure machine. It man, is yeah. Vegas. Yes, he he moved he moved his family to Vegas. Wow. Catholic capital of the world. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's he was in Uncharted and a Father Stew in the same year, and then otherwise he's addicted to making really bad movies for streaming services. It feels like. Oh, I didn't even know. What's he making? He made. I think somebody's coming out. Soon, oh, right? really? Isn't, he's got something coming. Spencer Confidential. We all remember that movie on Netflix from the oh. pandemic. Totally. Infinite on Paramount Plus, co-starring Jason Manzukas. Wow! Uh, How the great have fallen. Me Time released on Netflix. Uh, it has a nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes. That's oh, better than eight. The Family Plan. He's shooting <laughs> that now for Apple TV Plus. So. I don't know what the I don't know what the playbook is here. Hmm. But the app doesn't sound like it's taken off the way he thought. Hello? Well, it's yeah. not his app, but maybe it isn't. No, it's a it's an app that was already existing. Oh, that he then just does ads he for it. He partners with, and he's like, "Hey, I'm one of the voices. I'll read your script." Oh, okay. I thought he like launched it like it was his Jeremy Renner app. Yeah, I I was going kind of down the rabbit hole. Happy Wednesday. Heaven don't have a name. I was going down the rabbit hole of like Catholic outlets that they they were giving interviews to. I just found I found a YouTube short I really enjoyed in which this woman asked him a question about his favorite saints. So now we have a couple questions, a little bit of a lightning round from our viewers on your faith and the movie. And so the first question is, what is your favorite saint? Uh, (laughs) Wow. So, you know what? If you think about one of my great fa- favorite quotes in the movie, you know, St. Francis, St. Augustine, some of the most remarkable figures in the history of the church of reformed men, uh, St. Michael, uh, there are many, many men. <laughs> it's 
It's giving two Corinthians. Oh, it's giving <laughs> Old Testament or New Testament. Uh, both, both equally. <laughs> that shit is so it's funny. Like top three. Wow. Or the time that he, uh, you know, he did an interview with Savannah Guthrie on the Today Show <laughs> on Ash Wednesday, wearing ashes on Look, his forehead. He's got the ashes. I I attended a service at Savannah Guthrie's church one of the last times I was in New York. She seems lovely. Who that? Savannah Guthrie. That's the Today Show anchor. She's she has a, a church. Well, it's not her church. It's not. Oh. oh, that's what I thought he was saying. I do. Like the church it was her she attends church. is what I meant to say. I, like, oh. I think you went to a cult, Kevin. <laughs> yeah, no, you this, were, but it was this church yes. on the sidewalk. Oh. There was fifty of us. We were dancing around. Whoa! <laughs> I have this video of of him on. The Catholic talk show. I just there's so wow. much. There's such a little ecosystem. He's the way in that room is. again. I am kind of excited because I feel like I've been asking on this show, like, when are we going to get like a Mormon pure flicks and a Catholic pure flicks and like all of them? You know, evangelical Christians have really taken the bull by the horns, and I'm tired yeah. of it. Yeah, and so it is exciting to see what Wahlberg may do next. What? And, and a he's, Catholic rock band? He you know, seems to be, be cool. leading wow. the charge. I can't <laughs> From fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. <laughs> <laughs> so, man, I mean, what, what else do we want to reflect on in Father Stew? I mean, what what is there to say, Jeremy? I mean, when, when you watch the trailer, what, what kind of notes were you taking mentally? Man. About the, do you think, Caroline, it's a, it's a competently made movie? Yeah, Just yeah. Just in the sense of like... It was shot fun. It, it didn't seem to be anything special, but... Yeah, it was like... It looked interesting, I would say. More mm-hmm. interesting than what was actually happening. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was dynamic. What do you think, Jerry? <laughs> it, it really makes me think of like when... Like growing up from my experience, like in the church, and you get maybe a guest speaker or like old... Like a testimony that someone's up there really going rock and roll with it. And like, yes. I was doing drugs. Yes. What kind? Maybe I'll even share what kind of drugs. And they're like leaning so hard into the story. And you're right. It sort of produces this like authority over like your own intensity. Or it's like, now that's why I really mean what I say yeah. because of what I used to do. Because I like, could be doing heroin right now. Yeah, but instead but I, I choose love Jesus. This. Yeah. <laughs> is Saul, I'm here. Is yeah. Saul Paul the blueprint? Do you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, I guess so, Reformed right? man. Yeah, yeah, where it's like, I, I've fucking killed all these guys. Yeah, now yeah. I'm the most hardcore about yeah. this. And now I'm so annoying. I'm literally writing laws. Yeah. That all of you will refer to later. Yeah. Like, as a kid, I would listen to that and be like, okay, this guy's really earned it. Or He's I'd not be bullshitting like, me. Yeah, exactly. Or I would be like, kind of want to do some of that stuff. <laughs> yeah, I was like, so uh, you're saying... <laughs> I, I can, can just come, come back, back later. <laughs> and I'll get sort of a hero's welcome. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's like really romanticizing that whole portion where you're just like, wow, it it's kind of cool. Oh, yeah. I remember thinking, I've talked about this before, but like 
oh, I don't have any like meth rocks in my background. Like, who wants to hear my testimony? Like, yeah. it does not matter. I, I remember so distinctly praying about that when I was like 11 <laughs> or 12 years old. It's like, mom, I haven't gone through anything. Yeah, exactly. And turns out I just wouldn't. <laughs> well, and, and I, around that time, I ran around with a different kind of group of kids where it's like, oh, they had like divorced parents or drug addiction stuff or whatever. And I was like, and by comparison, like fucking milk toast suburban me was like, <laughs> she was. My Teddy Grahams weren't chocolate today. <laughs> no, I never even got the chocolate Teddy Grahams. I didn't like them. Oh, you went honey? You like honey Teddy yeah. Grahams? Yeah. Like what honey? other kind would I like? Chocolate, because they're significantly say. better than well, honey. Surprise. He likes honey. <laughs> what? Honey's a flavor. I don't like vanilla. Only barely. It's more of a condiment. <laughs> honey's a flavor. I've made honey. Sweetener. I've made honey like, cake. I like sugar. And, yeah, it's just exactly. It's just sugary. Lavender honey is a great ice cream flavor. I mostly agree. lavender. I agree. Yeah. See, no, it's not mostly. Do you ever lavender. put honey in your like coffee drinks? Do you like no, that? No. Uh, sometimes it adds a little something different. It does. Yeah. It adds a smoothness. Yeah. That's the only sweet latte I can get these days is a Vienna latte, which is okay. honey and a little bit of cinnamon. Yeah. Yeah. That'll do. Oh. Yeah. The only do. sweet latte I can get these days. My palate's too too grown. What's it like to be so grown? What's I mean, it like to be so you, strong? You are talking to a gentleman 10 years ago who would just chug coconut <laughs> half and half uh, drinks. Woof. Yeah. Like this The snowball? Yes. It's yummy. Oh, boy. It, it is, is great. I do feel like I've gotten older and I'm like, too sweet. You know, yeah. everything's too sugary. Well, good. I mean, people do not know what they're drinking. It's crazy. They don't know. People do not know. Um, yeah, and you're preparing it. You're like, yeah. that was a lot of... Sh- Lot. Yeah, I just saw a, t- a TikTok that was someone was like, I just watched the Starbucks barista make my drink. It's a cup of milk. <laughs> yeah, I drink a huge cup of milk every day. I'm like, yeah, That's dog. so funny. Yeah, it is. It really is. It's Yeah, people don't realize the coffee's like this much. Yeah, it's barely It just any. makes it look brown. It's like two ounces. It's not a lot. It's true. It's concentrated. There was some like Duncan worker who posted a TikTok of like, this is what this lady gets from me every day. Oh, no. Legit. It's a big cup. A third of the cup was syrup. Yeah, I know about that. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> like, my teeth hurt. Look That's at so that. That's so nasty. It's crazy. Anyway. I, re- I remember that Darlene Love interview segment on Wiser Than Me, the Julia Louis-Dreyfus podcast. Did you listen to that episode? Yes. She talked about when she was on Hairspray on Broadway. When I saw her back in 2003, 2006 she would get a caramel macchiato every day and she would get two when they would have like matinee performances as well and she ultimately had a heart attack uh not i mean not directly because of it but she was just saying like sugar i would just like it's like that probably didn't help yeah yeah Yeah, no way (laughs) man but everyone should have a little coffee treat yeah if you want it oh you're talking to a strawberries and cream frap king oh let's go in the airport that's my little airport. That's your little airport pick me up. I'm flying. I'm stressed out. <laughs> hold and, the cream, please. <laughs> Actually, and, reverse and, that. And hold my hand. <laughs> and hold this. It's the last thing to go, I hear. <laughs> okay, let's go through the schedule. This is Mark Wahlberg's typical daily schedule. Oh, here we go. 2.30 a.m. 2.30. Wake up. I don't understand that. Insane. 2.45 a.m. Prayer time. Not even farmers do that. No. No. Well, I look like a farmer. 2.45 
Prayer time. Farmer Stu. Wait a minute. Caroline. <laughs> Hold on. Wait a, wait a, wait a second. second. Emma, edit that out. Hello, agent? <laughs> That's <laughs> just <laughs> agent. <laughs> Three what fi- kind of relationship do you have? 315, <laughs> breakfast. 340 to 5.15 a.m., workout. 5.30 a.m., post-workout meal. 6 a.m., shower. He's showering from the workout and the workout meal at 6 a.m. 7.30, golf. 8 a.m., snack. Golf? 9.30 a.m., cryo <laughs> chamber recovery. 10.30 a.m., snack. 11 a.m., family time. <laughs> slash meeting slash work calls, which just means meetings or work calls. Uh, one, lunch. Two, meetings, work calls. Three, pick up kids at school. Three, 3.30, snack. Four, workout number two. Two workouts in That's the same day. That's not good for you. Five, shower. 5.30, dinner slash family time. 7.30, bedtime. 7.30 bedtime? His kids go to bed at 11, I'm sure. They get like two minutes of Honestly, dad. walk into the ocean. Disgusting. That's crazy. You're gross. <laughs> Just, that's insane. Ocean. Also, this is what your life would be like if you only had to work two hours out of your entire day. Can you imagine? <laughs> no, I mean, Father Stu, Rosalind two Russ, days too. she's famously an auteur. She does a Fincheresque number of takes no, every... Keep wow. it moving. And you can tell. You can tell the time and the energy spent. When you have that talent on, on screen. On this movie. Wow, 2.30 a.m. makes me so mad. Wow. It's yeah. just like, it's not necessary. You could actually shift that whole day back. That's a lie. I don't believe that for a right. second. That's like one time he He's did like, that. You think that's so impressive. You know, like, I wake up at 2.30. But you couldn't. Lazy badass. I do it for God. <laughs> I do it for God. Yeah, when was his prayer time? His prayer time he was for golf. right after waking up. It was 2.45. Don't we see his prayer time on Instagram? It's daytime. It's late in the day. It's lit. God bless you. That's God his work time. Oh, Making up. content. Yeah, I yeah, and the making content part, not in the schedule. Not really scheduled. Maybe that's work calls. That, maybe he thinks Instagram. Maybe is that's a work family call. time. A family time. No, family time is telling his kids to shut up while he's <laughs> filming his prayed up video and, and starting the video. What up, fam? <laughs> Do you think his kids are holding the camera ever? He has teenage kids now. He's yeah, not a young he's man. Had kids for a while. I wow. know. I don't know. Not, not just little happy Wahlberg meals. He's got, <laughs> he's got some teenagers. I'm worried for them. I hope they're okay. Yeah. Uh, Maybe it's I, fine. I think that about all celebrities' kids. Seriously. Except for Francesca Scorsese, who yeah. seems to be doing just fine. I think she's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They have fun. She yeah. seems to be. Old dad, though. Yeah, I know. Having an old dad. That's got to be weird. It can be a struggle of its own. Yeah. Old dad with age appropriate wife because she had Francesca when she was like 50. What? Yeah, it was. She was a miracle child. So Francesca's like twenty something now. Okay, so she's just sort of vibing. That's cool. Isn't that funny? Yeah. It's not wow. like he knocked up a twenty-two year old or. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he did not abide the, the, the Mel Gibson. Mo- Gosh, he did not De Niro it. Jeez. Disgusting. I know. Oh man. Yeah. D- those are the, the disgusting brothers, De Niro. And the real ones. They, they are. Truly. They really are. <laughs> Actually, are giving their kit. They're basically like. Hello, welcome to never having a father. <laughs> Hello, goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> yeah, this is it. Daenerys going to do the Irishman goodbye with his <laughs> nine-month-old daughter. Seriously. <laughs> oh no! But, yeah, terrible. There's some, you know, people say like, oh, in 2023, climate change and COVID, like, is it is it unethical to bring a child into the world? And that's up for debate. 
what's less suffered debate <laughs> is that if you were an octogenarian in 2023, maybe that's not being like, I want to have a kid who's alive in the year 21,000. Oh my God. <laughs> Psycho. Oh, uh, you're right. Yeah. I have not thought about that. Yeah. Whoa. Yikes. So his legacy, I guess, will be living on. Like, if you have a daughter in the year 2110. Holy shit. Who's like, De Niro is my dad. You're basically guaranteed people are going to be seeing your movies for a long time. Wow. I did not think I'd be thinking about my kids tonight. (laughs) (laughs) That is wild. Yeah. Well, uh, you know how this works? Actually, yeah. I mean, Lord willing, if the kids live long. Yeah. If any of us had kids now, and they would are be only into longer, yeah. 20, the year 21,000. Holy shit. Wow. Well then. You guys, we're all going to die. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin might not even make it to Ireland. <laughs> 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 we not, might not even make it to seven feet. <laughs> not yet. That's Friday. <laughs> I kind of want to hear it again. How old are you? Seven, but I look a lot older. <laughs> it's so much more than we even remembered. Seven. Seven. We're not even exaggerating. We're not, no, we're not exaggerating we're not exaggerating. enough. That's true. We should be going more. more. You're not. Absolutely not. All right. The way this works, <laughs> my 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 <laughs> laptop battery might die. Oh, oh, oh gosh. This okay. episode. Uh, so we'll give it a holy roast, holy toast, or space between. <laughs> this is how we're doing it post 300 Lightning episodes. Round. We don't have time to F around. Caroline, oh. we start with you. Um, we're going to give it a holy toast. <laughs> That's a stew roast? <laughs> a stew roast. Okay. It is. <laughs> roast. <laughs> it's a roast. Um, it's going to hell. Um, much love to the real father stew. <laughs> like a good guy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that Mark Wahlberg is the one that took up your mantle. This episode's going to come out better. and we're going to find out he's a clan wizard in real life or something. <laughs> like, much love. He's dead. <laughs> I hope we don't find it out now. I hope not. Yeah, <laughs> The book should be out. <laughs> yeah, we should know by now. Yeah, but no. anyway, um, yeah, too bad. Yeah. All right, Jeremy. Holy <laughs> I haven't seen the movie, but I feel like I can speak on this appropriately. I'm sending it straight stew hell. <laughs> To hell. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, I think I'm sending it to hell too. Man, it was it was just competently made enough that it was watchable. Yeah. But it just felt like a sketch of an idea. Yeah. Of the movie. Like I did want it to be more like this is about making faith accessible or this is about suffering and adversity in service of something else. But it was just like, hey, this happened. Isn't that cool? <laughs> Yeah, I kept feeling like I was about to be teed up for something really like majestic. And yeah. this was always Mark Wahlberg being like, Well, God does. You know, it's just like Priest being like, <laughs> I was like, okay. Oh gosh. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's I'm I'm really curious if the lifetime's gonna last. Let's dim the lights in here and light the candles. Wow. Wow. We're doing the sacraments right now, our own personal sacraments. Uh, Jeremy, on other shows, you might promote yourself and plug your projects. We're not here to do that. We're here to lift them up to the Lord. And we'll start, as per usual, with Caroline. Oh, and we include something we might be 
enjoying in secular culture, as usual. Uh, you can lift me up at Caroline's Farts. Um, I just finished Maria Bamford's new book. Yes. Uh, sure, I'll join your cults. Mentions Jeremy Brah. by name in really? the book. Oh, that's oh, nice. oh my gosh! I'm so glad we. I mentioned this because I was I was going to talk to you about it that's anyway. Right. Very yeah. cool. Pretty cool. Shout out to Jeremy. That I mean, was amazing. It's not pretty cool. It's insanely. It's cool. insanely cool. Yes. I mean, oh, yeah. One really of the so honored. Truly the greatest, and I like her so much. I like her book. I like her perspective. Very funny, very enjoyable read. I read it really quickly. And I got it at my local library, which you can do too. You don't have to Ooh. buy it. But there you go. Hey, if people are visiting from out of town, I would say the Altadena Public Library is a thing of beauty. If you yeah. ever want to visit. It's a little throwback architecture. The one off of Lake. You know the one Oh, yeah. About? Yeah, absolutely. It's pretty. It is pretty. Yeah. It's like very classic library. Uh, and if you're out in Altadena, shout out to Cafe de Leche. Oh, Great yeah. place to go get your coffee. That's right. Mentioned in the book. Oh, and the book is called, I think it's called Sure, I'll Join Your Cult. Mm-hmm. Sure, I'll join your cult. Okay. <laughs> you you got to say it like her. Sure, I'll join your cult. Sure. <laughs> I'm not going to try. Yeah, okay. <gasps> well, wait. Do it. Jeremy, you got to hear this shit. Say it like Selena Gomez. Oh, okay. <clears throat> sure, I'll join your cult. That's pretty good. Whoa, that's right? really good. I've been watching a lot of murders <laughs> in the building. <laughs> Only murders. Okay. Hey, that's Sel- good. Selena, what was it like attending the VMAs this year? The FMAs were amazing. I didn't love it. <laughs> Isn't that good? It's like if I kind of don't look at you too. It's like it's good. I, like it's wow. Like, thank you guys. Actually, this is the actually, only good impression I've ever had. Get straight on the true. old TikTok and start making that happen. You can do it. To front face. Yeah. Uh, we turn to Jeremy. You can lift me up at Jeremy P Olson on socials. Um, Letterboxd, Instagram, what, well, we know whatever. And new season of your podcast. And also, don't forget to check out the new season of the podcast, which these two fools are on. It's called This Song Reminds Me, anywhere you find podcasts. I'll believe I when I see so you, King. I had so much yeah. fun. Yeah, when's that drop? Oh, it's going to drop so soon. Hmm. <laughs> so soon. Heard before. No, I really will because it is done. So okay. it's like, <laughs> it must. Like, we're getting this art stuff. The packages are coming. We, yeah, we got it all situated. So okay. It's gonna, it's I'm gonna excited. Very, very it soon, w- I w- truly had a great time. We had great guests on, including the two of you. This oh, season's thank be you, great. King. We're just doing it in these weird batches. So, listeners, I'm so terribly sorry, but hope you listen. It's worth it. Oh, and I also, I'll, I'll lift up the new Troy Sivan album. Oh. I don't know if you guys are listening, but it? oh, hot damn. The videos? The videos are crazy. They're the so good. The videos are crazy. Yes. I'm in awe. Yes. One of your girls. I'm in shock. Uh, shock and awe. It's so good. His songwriting is so good. Yeah. I've always been a fan. I like him a lot. And he's so dialed in now. He's unbelievable. Yeah. And I feel like people are like starting to get it. Like I was at a Halloween party and they were blasting one of his songs. And I was like, yes, we're doing it. Yes. It's happening. It's amazing. Oh. Yeah. Such wow. good samples on there, too. Mm-hmm. He uses a Jessica Pratt sample on there. Do you know Jessica Pratt? I do not. She's a singer-songwriter from the Bay Area. So good. Her albums are great as well. Anyways, Troy Sivan. Great lift up. Troy Sivan, who acted in that movie Boy Erased about the the gay conversion yeah. That's right. therapy. Troy thing. also literally looks like an angel mm-hmm. come to earth. Yeah, he's beautiful. It's crazy. Your revelation. I like that I like that song. You can lift me up at Kevin T. Port everywhere. Sorry. You're obsessed. <laughs> well, I just said I like that song. <laughs> I'm going to lift up a little book called The Bible. No, it's called 
Arrangements in Blue, Notes on Loving, and Living Alone. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good, though. Written by who? Written by Amy Key. Did you finish it? No. Okay. Give me give Sorry. me a taste. What do you like I about was, it? I was trying to set you up to be like, yay, you finished it. It's gorgeous. I appreciate that. <laughs> but in 2027... Watch this space. When Kamala Harris has to <laughs> hastily take office in lieu of recent events, in light of recent events, I'll probably finish it around that time. Perfect. Uh, this woman who's obsessed with Joni Mitchell's album, Blue, uh, which you cannot stream on Spotify because right. of Joe Rogan. But Apple Music, you can. But Apple Music, you can, or you can just buy it. And she writes about that while interweaving a sort of memoir-esque writing about her own life and and the value of singlehood. It's also kind of from a UK lens and talks about that as well. And there's just like really gorgeous down-to-earth prose that's so interesting to live in and gives a lot of dignity to that sort of experience and music writing stuff, which I like. Do you guys like Joni Mitchell's voice? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And she's like, you know, yeah, she gets up there. I like it because it's hers. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, that's like a stupid thing to say, but do you know what I mean by that? I do. Yeah. It's only her. Right. Yeah. yeah. It couldn't be someone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No one could ever. Like she wouldn't make it to Hollywood on American Idol. Right. But she'd be too good for it. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah. You can lift us up at Christian Fun Pod everywhere. Uh, I almost said Facebook.com. <laughs> I mean, I think Why? we're on there technically. <laughs> we are. Patreon.com slash good It's just fun. Facebook. It's cleaner. Uh, and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Jeremy, thank you so much. Hey, Jeremy. Happy to be here. Love being joining here. us. In the name yeah, of right. the Father. I hope we get to talk to you again in a couple of days on the oh, podcast. Yeah. I mean, this is going to be too good. See you soon. I'll see you hey, soon. <laughs> I'll see you soon. <laughs> and there's nothing left to say except for. Okay. okay. I love, love you, Emma. Emma. Amen. Amen. Now watch, watch this, this drive. drive. What should we go out on? Stay prayed up. God bless you. God bless you. Stay prayed up. Bless you. God bless you. Should we go out on a real needle drop in the movie, nine to five? Yeah. <laughs> that was, that was we do be working. So just just imagine a vision of one of the most hateful men alive using the R word in a truck while this song plays. If I must. Freaking out. <laughs> Alright, we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Shower and the blood starts pumping. Out on the streets, the traffic starts jumping with folks like me on the job from nine to five. Working nine to five. That was a HeadGum Podcast.